Information shared on the following program is for general information purposes only. It does not constitute legal, tax, investment, or other advice, nor is it intended to recommend any particular investments, products, or financial instruments. Always seek advice from your financial advisor, attorney, or accountant with regard to investment, legal, or tax questions. Welcome, folks, to another fun-filled edition of Who Wants to Retire Worry-Free? Today's contestants are Aaron Orender from Standiford Field, Derek Hudson from Paducatropolis, and Mary Beth Combs from East Virginia. And now, your host of our show, America's Money Missionary, Tony Walker. Hey, everybody, Tony Walker here, and welcome to Who Wants to Retire Worry-Free? All right, I got a good question for the guest today. Here it is. It's a fill in the blank. Aaron, are you ready? Here we go. Cash is... It's too expensive. Uh, no. All right, Derek, I know you got this one, partner. Come on now. Cash is... Not as good as Bitcoin. Ah, it's always about Bitcoin, Derek. And finally, our newest contestant, Mary Beth. Come on, let's hear it, Mary Beth. Cash is... It's overrated. The correct answer? Cash is king. Welcome to the only show in the country dedicated to helping savers worry less about money, the Worry-Free Retirement, with your host, nationally recognized retirement specialist and four-time author, Tony Walker. Cash. Cold hard tax-free cash. To me, as a saver, there is no better, no more predictable and more precious commodity than cash. Take this $100 bill that I'm holding in my hot little hands as you listen to this radio show being recorded on February 23rd, 2022, and on the surface, it's just a piece of paper issued and backed by the full faith and credit of the government. It represents a commodity that can be spent on anything of up to $100 in value, always has been, always will be. And while one might argue that this $100 bill doesn't buy as much as it used to, which is true, it still is considered by most savers as the best, the most universal form of exchange for goods and services there is. Heck, even my granddad loved cash. Why did he love it so much? Because as he always said, it's the one asset that always fits and is always the right color. Yet, there's an important question savers must ask themselves. How much of this cold, hard, tax-free cash should one keep on hand in retirement, especially given the fact that nobody is willing to pay you any interest on your money to keep it liquid? And while I agree it is very frustrating to earn a whopping 0.5% over the local bank, let's face it, nobody knows when the next time your car is going to break down, your home needs repairing, your home needs remodeling, a child or grandchild needs financial assistance. The list of out-of-the-blue expenses and various financial needs are numerous and, yes, sometimes unpredictable, which is all the more reason that, in my humble opinion, cash is and always has been king. Well, welcome, folks, to the Worry-Free Retirement. And, yes, I am that little man in the sweater vest, not only the annuity king himself, but now, at least for this particular show, self-proclaimed cash king for savers, fiduciary and retirement planning specialist, Tony Walker. And before we get started talking about this notion of cash still being king, let me introduce someone who, uh, I'm not sure how much cash he has on him right now, but as America's favorite financial sidekick, 
Mr. Aaron Orander. Good morning, Aaron. And do you want to disclose to the audience how much cash you have on you right now? Yeah, sure. Good morning, everybody. Let's see. Checking my wallet. I got about $17. <laughs> Not in the bank, in cash. In cash. Right. Cold, hard, tax-free cash. Right. I got $25 in the bank, but that, you know, that's I'm pretty just good. That's pretty good. Well, well there's, there's a raise coming your way soon. I know you've been here eight years, but you just hang on, Aaron. We'll, we'll get you a raise eventually. You, you're doing a great job, son. All right, so I got to ask Aaron before we went on, I said, now you don't have to get too descriptive here. What has, has there ever been a point in your life where basically you were, let's just say, cash less? Yes. But may I, may I ask when that was? Sure. Uh, that was right around 2004, and I had just graduated college. And I was, I don't know, probably one of the millions of kids who graduated college, and it was like, Okay, now what? You know, I mean, I just, I remember physically feeling that way after, I mean, even the day after my graduation, I went to my college graduation and it was a big deal because I was, I was the first person in my family to graduate from college. So it was, you know, it was a pretty big deal. Um, and then the next morning I woke up and it was like, okay, now what do I do? <laughs> you know, so for about a year or so, I kind of worked odd and end jobs and, you know, didn't make a whole lot of money and and things were things were a little tight. Yeah, I've been there. I'll tell you the worst. I've been there several times in my life. Probably the worst feeling I ever had. And I, I want to use the word embarrassing. The most embarrassing point in my life, Aaron, was I had moved to Lexington with my family. Okay, worked with a firm up there. Did not really was not very successful. Quite frankly, moved back to Bowling Green. This was in 1991, and I kid you not, I was literally dead broke. Now, my wife, fortunately, was working as a nurse, but we just had one child, another on the way. Lacey was on the way. And I never will forget, I didn't have enough money to put a down payment on a house, so I had to go to my father-in-law, Mr. Moore, and he was kind enough, I say this somewhat facetiously, to loan me the down payment. And he told me, he said, now, I have a feeling you're strapped right now. Guess what he made me do? He made me sign a note. Right. Guaranteeing I would pay it well, back. You just said a loan. It wasn't a grant. You know, <laughs> no, it no. Was, <laughs> it's a loan. And man, I don't know. I, I think that kind of put the whammy on me. And even as I tried to grow my practice for probably the first 15 years, you know, now I'm fortunate. I mean, I've been pretty successful and doing much better financially. But there was a time, Aaron, you know, I was constantly borrowing from the home and paying it back and borrowing more money. I mean, really, I was always probably for the first 15 years of our marriage when I returned back from Lexington cash strapped. So now you have to understand my perspective. Now, even though I know we're in this low interest rate environment, um, and also from my experience in working with so many savers, I really, really believe that cash is king. There is something about having money, and let's define cash, folks. Really, cash is, uh, really, it's cash equivalents, and we'll get into that in the next segment. What is, in your mind, Tony Walker, you might be asking, cash? Well, cash to me is money you can get your hands on, with little or no penalty, listen carefully, folks, this is an important definition I'm going to share with you, little or no penalty, and you can get that money, you'll like this, Aaron, lickety-split. What's that mean to you when I say lickety-split? Lickety-split means it happened yesterday. That's it's right. fast. Now. Yeah, not going to wait 40 days, 50 days, not going to wait for the stock market to climb its way back out of the abyss. And we call this liquidity. So when I come back, we're going to talk about the importance of liquidity in your retirement game plan why I believe that cash is still king and will always be king for savers, and then also something that's going to surprise you. The number of large, I mean large, very, very successful companies and how much cash 
they keep on hand and what we can learn from them. You're listening to the Worry-Free Retirement. I'm Tony Walker. I'll be right back. Have you recently retired, been laid off, or offered a pension buyout? Has the company you work for moved, been acquired, or closed its doors forever? And finally, do you have a 401k with a previous employer you'd like to move to safer territory? Then take advantage of this opportunity to move your 401k or lump sum pension to Tony Walker Financial. Let's meet in person to discuss your retirement options. Log on now to TonyWalkerFinancial.com to schedule your free, no-obligation appointment. Let us help you today. Welcome back to the Worry-Free Retirement. Our theme, if you're just now joining us, is cash, yes, is still king. And also, since this is a retirement planning show, the idea of having plenty of what we call in this business liquidity. Now, Aaron, uh, America's favorite financial sidekick, Aaron, when you think of even the term liquid, you know, a, a liquid uh, water in a bucket or going through a faucet, what, what does that really mean to you? What does the term liquid mean? I hear liquid and I think kind of free flowing and kind of, you know, it, it molds to the shape it's in sort of. That's just kind of the first Keeps thing that pops it, in my head. Easy to move. Yeah, you know, it's just easy to move. It's not a hard, you know, solid. solid. Yeah. Right. So that's what we mean, folks, by liquid. Money that you have accessible to you that's easy to get your hands on, as we say, lickety split. And specifically, when we're talking about cash or cash equivalents, those are assets that in most cases you can get at right away with little or no penalty or loss of the original principles. We need to define that because we're getting ready to get into the difference between liquid assets and non-liquid or what we call illiquid assets. So what I thought we would do right now is just kind of go through and I'm going to kind of give you a laundry list of the things. Now, again, this show is dedicated to savers. We're not talking to investors and speculators. So this is for people who I like to say, as Will Rogers once said, are more concerned about the return of their money than on it. And again, while we do a lot of money with Charles Schwab and we can put people's money in mutual funds and ETFs and stocks and bonds, and we can try to take a position of risk with that money, the vast majority of our clients want the vast majority of their money safe. And then there's a portion of that money they want what we call liquid. So let me go over several things that would be what we would call liquid or cash equivalents. Uh, the first category of assets would be those offered by banks. And again, I, I realize this. It is very frustrating. It's really not the bank's fault. It's the Fed's fault. But the Federal Reserve setting these rates too low, in my opinion, it's really ruined the economy in so many ways. But basically, these low interest rates do not allow savers to run down to the bank like they did years ago and get six, seven percent CDs. They're just not available. So instead of getting six or seven percent, you're getting 0.5 or whatever they're offering. But there's still a reason you might want money in the bank for liquidity. So those instruments would be checking accounts. They're fine. Savings accounts, I'm, they're fine by me. Money market accounts, and then finally, certificates of deposit. So those are the main instruments you can get from banks. Obviously, the longer term CDs, you know, a five or six year CD are a little less liquid because if you take the money out prior to the end of the term, there's going to be penalties. So remember, the key is liquidity means I don't have a lot of penalties or costs to get that money back out lickety split. Okay, the second category that can provide some really wonderful liquidity are insurance companies. Now, 
the types of products that I use for my own personal wealth management and for those who are trying to manage their own wealth and want us to help them, the first product would be a cash value, preferably a dividend participating whole life insurance. Um, Aaron, I know you've heard this story time and time again, but it's worth repeating. Uh, when I purchased this building on Shelbyville Road that we're now in in Louisville to record this studio, I didn't go to the bank. I went to my life insurance policy cash value and I borrowed every bit of that out. And guess how quickly I got the money? Lickety split. Lickety split. And even when I contacted the insurance company, although I had to fill out a form, there was no underwriting. They didn't ask about my credit because they couldn't. Uh, they didn't ask what I was going to use it for. They sent the check within about 10 days and it was completely tax free because it was a loan. So there's your lickety split. And for those of you who keep hearing people badmouth whole life, uh, tell them about this show because they really don't understand the value of that cash value. All right. The next thing a life insurance policy or life insurance company can offer are annuities. Now annuities, you do have to watch. Uh, annuities, I'm going to show where they're liquid and illiquid. So annuities come with different terms and these are called surrender penalties. So when you see, hear of an annuity that has a five-year term, 10-year term, 15-year term, um, that means that if you were to get out of that annuity, let's say you put in $100,000 and it has a 10-year term, and let's say in the third year you say, you know what, I need all that money. Send me all my money. Well, they'll send it all to you. It's, it's completely liquid, but there's a problem. Because you got out of that annuity prior to the end of the term, in other words, the term was 10 years, you liquidated in the third year, uh, Aaron, they could charge you as much as seven or 8% penalty. So let's say that annuity was worth a hundred and let's just say it was still worth a hundred, just so I can do the math real quick. Well, they may charge you $7,000 just to get out of it. So I wouldn't really call that liquid, would you? No. No, not with that kind of penalty. Okay. 7,000 is a lot. However, what a lot of people don't realize is most annuities, not all of them, most annuities have what's called a penalty-free withdrawal period during the term. So let's go back to that same example. You got $100,000 in an annuity. You're only three years into the 10-year term. You don't want to cash it in because of the penalties. However, most annuities would allow you to take out 10% of that amount, $10,000, Aaron, in that case, each year. So very liquid for a portion of it. Is that making sense? Okay. So again, part of that could be liquid. The next source of liquidity is what we refer to as government bonds and specifically very, very short term bonds. We're talking about treasuries that have maturities generally, you know, a year to two, not very far out. And those are very, very liquid. You can liquidate them very quickly and generally at very little possibility of loss. And then finally, this is going to surprise people. Um, this is really not an investment. It's more of a strategy. But what a lot of people forget is the equity in your home is really an asset that could be accessed. Have you ever thought about that, Aaron? Okay. I mean, it's your money, it, right? If you have a $200,000 home and you have a $100,000 loan against it, that means the equity is 100000 That's your money, right? Right. Well, how do you get at it? Without selling the home, you can't get right. it, right? Without selling the home, you can't. But you could borrow it. So folks, a lot of people in retirement, I highly encourage them to secure, it doesn't mean you have to use it, but to secure from a bank a home equity line of credit. Now, why would you want to do that? Well, let's just imagine you've got a $200,000 home, even if it's paid for, okay? Um, let, well, yeah, let's use this example. So let's say the home is paid for and you've been to me and you know that down the road you're going to need a new car and you're trying to figure out the best way to pay for the car and the car is $40,000. And let's say, Aaron, this person has no liquid assets. They've got a $500,000 401k, which is not liquid, by the way, but they're just thinking, well, if I want a car, I'll just take it out of there. 
Let's walk through that. Okay, let's say you do that. So uh, what did I say the car was worth? 40000 Okay. So, you know, John Doe says, well, I'll just take it out of the 401k. I don't want any debt. So they run over to the custodian of their 401k. They say, I need $40,000. And they say, fine, we'll cut you a check, Mr. Orander. Oh, by the way, um, we're going to take out $10,000 in taxes. You forgot about that, didn't you? Right. So that means you're only going to get Thirty. Well, that's not enough to buy the car. And since you don't have any savings, you go back to the custodian. You say, wait a minute, you didn't hear me. I need $40,000 of cold, hard, tax-free cash. Oh, in that case, Mr. Orender, they recalculate everything. We're going to have to take out $52,000. See, it even gets worse the more you take out because right. the taxes to net you, it's a key word, net you forty. Pretty expensive transaction, isn't it? Right. So what would be another option? Well, you could go to your banker, set up a home equity line of credit, borrow against your home, which is your asset. Now we're making the home kind of come to life a little bit. That $40,000 is all you need because there's no taxes because it's a loan. So that's a tax-free loan to you. Granted, yeah, you got to pay it back, but sometimes to pay back a loan incrementally over time rather, and pay a little bit of interest rather than taking a huge tax hit makes more sense. So those are examples of liquid assets, okay? And, and that's just a, that's a primer. So folks, really and truly, if you're really looking at all this retirement stuff, you've got to get with somebody like us. Let us go through a full analysis, a detailed analysis on how much liquidity you really need. Now, let's before we take a break, let's real quickly go through assets that are what we refer to as illiquid. In other words, you might be able to get those assets out, but they come with a potentially huge penalty, huge cost, and in some cases, these penalties and costs are so large that guess what it happens to the people, Aaron? They don't want to take the money out. So they never get to use it. It's kind of strange, isn't it? Right. You got money out there for future use, but because you can't get it or it's penalized to get it, you just leave it alone. You just leave it alone. So the worst culprit, this is going to surprise people, the worst culprit for liquidity, and it's the most popular investment strategy known to man, is the 401k plan. In fact, here's where it gets really, really bad. Most people I meet are putting their life savings in these 401k plans, and especially prior to age 59 and a half or prior to termination or prior to changing jobs, they can't even get access to the money, only up to $50,000 of loans, which is not a good deal to borrow from your 401k. We can talk about that more at another time. But so it's really... It's interesting, Aaron, that people have been bought into this notion that you should put all your money in the 401k, which I'm not opposed to putting some money in there, and they have no other forms of liquidity, and then they finally arrive at retirement. I see this happen all the time. They come to me. Now they're 60, 62, whatever, and they say, I want to retire. And I say, that's fine. Uh, how much is your 401k? Well, it's 200, 400, 500, a million dollars, whatever it is. You know, my next question always is, how much do you have in the bank? And you would be amazed, Aaron. I'm talking people that have large 401k plans that have very little or if anything in the bank. Which begs the question, why is that? Well, the, the problem is they haven't understood that cash is king. So when we come back, folks, I'm going to share an actual case study I did. And hopefully this will help you understand the difference between immediate cash needs now and why you, you got to have some liquidity available and then future cash needs in the future. I'm Tony Walker. You're listening to The Worry-Free Retirement. I'll be right back.
Who can you trust? It's one of the most important decisions you'll have to make. Question is, are you ready? Well, we're here to help at Tony Walker Financial. You know, we care more about you than we do your money, and we have over 2,000 happy clients and an A-plus rating with the Better Business Bureau to prove it. Rolling over a 401k, confused about Social Security, maybe you're afraid of running out of money. Learn how to use and enjoy and protect your hard-earned money. Log on now to TonyWalkerFinancial.com and let's get started. With the stock market at all-time highs and our nation's debt through the roof, there's a lot of uncertainty out there. Now may be the best time to safeguard more of your 401k. Let's get started today by logging on to TonyWalkerFinancial.com. Welcome back, everyone. I am America's favorite financial sidekick, Mr. Aaron Orender. And I just want to remind everybody, if you are just now tuning into this radio show and think, man, I wish I would have caught it from the beginning, no problem at all, folks. We've got you covered. We've been thinking. We thought ahead. All you got to do is go to soundcloud.com. Just get on the internet. Go to soundcloud.com. Okay, when you get there, just type in the worry-free retirement right up there at the top in the search bar. Click search, and you're going to find all of our past radio shows. Now, uh, same thing with the television show. If you want to watch past episodes of the Worry-Free Retirement, no problem. We got you covered there as well. Just go to YouTube.com. That's YouTube.com. And again, right there in the search bar, what you're going to type in is Tony Walker Financial. Click search, and you'll see Tony's smiling face right there. Just click on that, and you're going to find all types of video content on our page. Thank you, Aaron. The way you said YouTube, I thought you were going to say Yoo-hoo. Yoo-hoo. Okay, YouTube. All right, that was good. Thank you. All right, Aaron. The, the theme of our show is when cash is still king. And what's interesting, if you Google a lot of internet articles, a lot of people that are investors don't believe that. Or they'll say, well, who, who keeps that much cash? Let me, this might surprise you. I'm going to read off several large name companies. These are big companies. And I'm going to share with you, and you tell me if you're surprised by this, how much cash or cash equivalents these companies have on their balance sheets. Okay, let's start with Google. Now, by the way, these are all in billions with a B. These are not millions. So take a guess, Google, you know, Google's a big company. How much money do you think they have sitting on the sidelines? Uh, I'll take a guess. I'll say, I'll say 100 billion. That's a really good guess. Actually, 136 billion. Okay, go down the line. Microsoft, it's going to be less. What would you say? I'll say 100 with them. 100 again? No, nope. still 130 billion. What wow. about Amazon? Now, Amazon's dropping quite a bit lower, but still, Amazon's a big company. I've been wrong with 100 <laughs> two times in a row, so I'll, I'll go up a little bit, Alex. I'll say 110. <laughs> Actually, 79. Okay. Let me, I do it. I'll finish reading these off because it's, it's just amazing. Uh, so, billions, folks, that they have with a B. Facebook, around 64 billion. Apple, 64 billion. Oracle, 47 billion. Berkshire Hathaway, that's Warren Buffett. You know, Warren Buffett's a big investor. How much does he have languishing around, waiting for his next opportunity? 42 billion. And finally, this gets a little closer to home up here in Louisville. Ford Motor Company, as of last account that we found, about $41 billion. So folks, here's the thing. If it's good enough for companies to have cash sitting around just in case to meet contingencies, emergencies, and I know we're not businesses trying to always be out investing things, but the point is, I truly believe this cash is king. So how do we, as retirement planning specialists, how do we look at somebody's situation 
and try to size up for them as they approach retirement and go into retirement as retirement planners, how do we size up for them the appropriate amount? Again, there is, there's always appropriate amounts. The appropriate amount of what we call cash liquidity, cash equivalents to have on hand. Well, let's take a look at that right now. And I'm going to read you kind of a sample case. Let me give you the parameters here as we close out the show. This is going to be interesting. All right. And these are the typical people I meet. All right. This is a couple age 64. Uh, she is already retired. She worked as a school teacher. He's getting ready to retire next year. Uh, she doesn't really have a 401k. She's under a pension of 2,500 a month. Incidentally, she elected the life only pension, meaning when she dies, not if, when she dies, that's gone. No survivor benefit. Also being a teacher in the state of Kentucky, she is not going to be eligible for much social security, if anything at all, under the windfall provisions. So that's not good. Uh, he has a $500,000 401k. Uh, they have about 30,000 in the bank. Uh, this is happening more and more, Aaron. People are starting to receive inheritances. First time in history. I mean, I've been doing this 37 years that I'm starting to consistently see my age range. You with me? 55, 65 receive inheritances. Why do you think that is? Why do you think this is the first generation that's starting to receive decent amounts of money all of a sudden from their parents? Well, because their parents were taught to save, 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 and they just have these you know, 500 plus thousand dollar 401ks just sitting around. That's right. Uh, my grandfather, when he died, he had very little of anything because the generation before them pretty much lived on pension and social security. So yeah, folks, that's another thing too. You might want to be talking with your parents or be realistic about the thought that there is a possibility you could inherit money. Now these people in this example did inherit $150,000 and I call that found money. They weren't really planning on it. So what they did is they paid off their home which I think probably is a smart move. They took tax-free money, paid off their home. From a cash flow standpoint, they don't have a house payment. Uh, they did start a 529 plan for one of their grandchildren who won't be starting college for a while. They got 10,000 there. Let's see, they've got their youngest daughter is getting married. They'll need about 20,000 for that. She's getting married later this year. Let me see what else we got on here. Oh, this is interesting. Uh, happened the other day, Aaron, a person's getting ready to retire. He loses his company car. So what's he going to have to run out and buy now? He's going to have to buy a $40,000 car <laughs> He's got that costs $52,000. There you go. <laughs> He's got to have a car. Uh, also, their kitchen, they want to stay in their current home for now, but their kitchen needs to be remodeled. That's another thirty grand. Yeah, minimum 30000 for a car I put here. I'm just coming up with rough numbers. Uh, they want to be able to travel on a regular basis. You know, their budget on that's about 10000 a year. And, and this was the funny part. And they recently shared with me that they attended a dinner seminar and after meeting with the nice advisor, he suggested, I can't believe that anybody would do this, but he suggested take all of their money, $500,000, and roll it into a bonus annuity and basically told them that that's all they would need to do because of no risk. So here's, here's the situation. Here's the problem here. We only have $30,000 of cash. And here's some of the things they know they're going to need right away. Um, they're going to need to fund their daughter's college of 20 grand. They're going to need to buy a car of roughly 30,000. They're going to need uh, money to fix up a kitchen of roughly 30,000. And the question is where are they going to get this money? It's, it's not there. They don't have it. So therein lies the problem. And then what's happened is if they go and invested all this money in an annuity, and again, folks, we're huge fans of annuities. We love annuities. But through our split IRA concept over the years, as we've watched thousands of people's retirement play out, what we've learned is it's okay to have 
a good portion of your money in annuity possibly, or some of your money, but you don't want to put all that money in there because in this case, assuming it's a bonus annuity, this thing's going to have a huge surrender charge, meaning what? That there's not going to be much access to the money. So that's not going to be a good place to take money out. In fact, in the first year, Aaron, you can't even take money out of an annuity. So these people are landlocked. And the only option they have, assuming they went on with this annuity, is they're going to have to borrow money back out of the home, which kind of sounds contradictory. You see what I mean? Because right. they just got through paying it off. So folks, here's the thing. This is a typical example I see. Uh, yesterday, I had over 20 appointments in our Louisville office. If you meet with me, if you talk to me, you're not just talking to somebody who flippantly is going to give you some advice or toss you into a, a product that you don't understand or maybe potentially is illiquid. What you've got with me is somebody who's personally met with over 15,000 savers, someone who's been in the financial trenches for more than 37 years, and most importantly, has a team of fiduciaries and well-trained staff that can help you along retirement's journey. So if you don't have someone you can trust with your money, somebody who's dedicated to the field of retirement planning, why don't you do this right now? Why don't you log on to TonyWalkerFinancial.com, TonyWalkerFinancial.com, and click on that Let's Get Started button, and we can set up a time to talk by phone over at Warrants. I'll be happy to meet with you in our Bowling Green, Louisville, or Lexington, Kentucky offices. TonyWalkerFinancial.com, or just give us a call anytime at 877-499-9255. That's 877-499-WALK. Well, we hope you've enjoyed today's program. Next week, we'll look forward to talking to you on the Worry-Free Retirement. But you remember, between now and then, if all else fails, you be worry-free. <music>